About two weeks ago, I picked up the phone and called a woman that I went to high school with. She's 86 years old. No, 87 years old. I'm 86. It was shocking to me. Things that she said were terribly shocking. And by the time the conversation ended, I had to fight desperately to hold on to the ministry, to my assignment from God, to everything God has done with me. That's an 87-year-old woman. She turned herself into Antichrist by believing things the devil brought to her mind, which are exactly opposite to Scripture. I hope some of you can wake up. We live in a time that's exceedingly dangerous. I'm sure it is far more dangerous than I can imagine. And from what I see and hear among people who read the blog and podcasts, they're near death or likely to die. Jesus said few would find the way to life. Matthew chapter 7, I believe that's verse 13. Many will go in the way of destruction without even knowing it's dangerous. Reminds me of a dream I had years ago. There was a stagecoach being pulled by four black horses. It was heading toward a very steep cliff which it was going to go over. The stagecoach had no driver. Inside, this really silly-looking woman was looking out the window of the stagecoach, grinning. She had those long Shirley Temple-like curls. She had no idea of the peril she was in. We approach Christmas, which is not a religious holiday. It's not even in the Bible. And here people are going to come to the dinners who don't even believe the Bible has any power or is the Word of God. And they certainly don't believe Jesus because they cast away the Bible. You're going into that. Some of you are. I'm terrified for you. You don't think there's any danger. You can't see much danger. You're blind. I hope this podcast can awaken you. First of all, if we are with people and we fail to share those things brought to our mind by the Holy Spirit, we are going to be guilty of their blood if they die in the state they're in right now. You think, that doesn't apply to us anymore. Oh, yeah? I asked God about that one time. I said, is there any place in the New Testament Bible where it says we are guilty of their blood if we fail to share all the counsel of God? 
He said to me, yes, in Acts 20, Paul spoke this. Paul called for the elders of the church at Ephesus, and when they were come to him, he said unto them, Ye know from the first day that I came into Asia, after what manner I have been with you at all seasons, serving the Lord with all humility of mind and with many tears and temptations, which befell me by the lying in wait of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you and have taught you publicly and from house to house, testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance toward God and faith toward our Lord Jesus Christ. The Word of God. And now behold, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there, save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel and grace of God. Verse 25, And now, behold, I know that ye all among whom I have gone preaching the kingdom of God shall see my face no more. Wherefore, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. So we see by this scripture in the New Testament Bible that we will be accountable for their blood if the Holy Spirit reminds us of a scripture when we're with them or a concept, a story, and we fail to tell it. We're going to be accountable for their blood if they're destroyed. That should frighten you. Some of you live as if you have no fear of God. I don't understand that. Paul goes on to say, Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over which the Holy Ghost hath made you overseers to feed the church of God. And if you are born again, you are responsible to God to share Him, to share the Scriptures with others. Paul goes on in verse 29 and says, This is even to the elders of the church at Ephesus, and individuals have the same responsibility, I know, if they're born again. If you hear from God and you fail to acknowledge to other people and speak that story brought to you by the Holy Spirit, you Grieve the Holy Spirit. 
Paul says in verse 29, For I know this, that after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, not sparing the flock. Also, of your own self shall men arise, speaking perverse things, even among the elders of the church at Ephesus. There were going to be men arise speaking perverse things to others to draw away disciples after them, and they would set up other denominations. The Apostle John told us in 1 John chapter 2, verse 18, that Antichrist had already come into the church at that time. He said there are already many Antichrists that have come in. But people like John drove them out. They wouldn't have allowed perverse speaking at the church in John's time or Paul's time. Antichrist was already there in the people. I had a Baptist woman, a long-time Baptist, rise up, making herself into Antichrist with me by a phone call. She was talking about how bad people are today, how bad the churches are today. Both of those things are true. But then when I said, we have to speak truth when they come across our path, if a homosexual comes across our path, we read to the homosexual Romans chapter 1. You could start at verse 26. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use unto that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another, men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was meet. And even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. So a man comes across your path who is going to marry a divorced woman. What does Jesus say about that? Matthew chapter 5 verse 32, you have a responsibility as a Christian, as a believer in Jesus, to know this doctrine. Matthew 5 verse 32, For in that doctrine, Jesus says, If a man divorces his wife for any reason other than being unfaithful, he will be the cause of her committing adultery if she remarries. And the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery. 
That's your responsibility to tell that to a divorced woman that comes across your path, to tell that to, to a man who has filed divorce papers against a faithful wife, and to tell that to men who are going to marry divorced women. It's your responsibility to know this doctrine, to share it with other people, to believe it. Matthew chapter 5, verse 32, Jesus says, But I say unto you, that whosoever shall put away his wife, divorce his wife, saving for the cause of fornication, causeth her to commit adultery. For that divorced woman commits adultery if she remarries with a living husband. Causeth her to commit adultery. And whosoever shall marry her that is divorced committeth adultery. In 1 Corinthians 7, verses 10 and 11, Paul says, This is the commandment of the Lord. Let not the wife depart from her husband, but, and if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband, and let not the husband put away his wife. There are many other scriptures that say, the same thing I'm talking about right now that I just read to you. We have a responsibility when we go among other people to speak these things of God when the Holy Spirit brings the Scripture to our memory, our mind, or brings a situation to our mind. And you're going to put yourself with a crowd of unbelieving people at Christmas? Not that Christmas is holy. It's not. It's a, it's a pagan holiday set up by humans. It's not even in the Bible to do this. But you love it so much. And you put yourself in enormous danger by doing this. For your responsibility is to speak godly things. It's not to praise individuals that come to that dinner. It's to speak godly things. So if you go, that's what you're going to be letting yourself into. If you pick up the phone and call someone, you must speak Bible to those people especially when they're going the wrong way. This Baptist woman, long-term Baptist woman, she told me, she said, oh, people are so bad, it's so bad out there, the churches are so awful. All of that's true. What you have to do is speak Bible to them. I said that to her, and she said, It'll do no good. They won't listen. They won't listen. They won't do it. That is making yourself into Antichrist to speak something opposite from the Scripture. What does the Bible say? Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25 says, Exhort one another, warn them, 
as you see the day approaching. For if they willfully turn from the scripture, there's no way back to repentance. And there's probably no way back for this Baptist woman. I did call her again today, the second time. Today. She answered the phone. She was very pleasant and very gracious and very much anti-Christ. And I told her, I said, you've made yourself into Antichrist by saying they won't obey when we speak truth. Some obey, some don't obey. And same thing with Paul. At the end of the book of Acts, when they came to hear what Paul would say, to the house where he was being kept a prisoner, he spoke the truth to them. Some believed, some didn't. That's just the way it is. God told me, don't pay any attention to what they do. You speak what I give you. And keep speaking it. And what did Paul tell Timothy, the young evangelist? Let's look at 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 2. I believe this instruction is for each one of us, ministers as well as born-again Christians. If we carry the truth inside of us and fail to speak it, we're in serious trouble. Paul says, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort, with all long-suffering and doctrine. So I called this woman again today, a long-time Baptist woman, I said to her, I think someone has greatly discouraged you from the truth of God. For you said to me, they won't obey it. That's not really truth, because sometimes they will obey. You turned yourself into Antichrist by speaking the opposite to that God says in the Bible. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. And someone will say, but this was to Timothy. You can almost say that about every verse of Scripture. This was to someone else. It's instruction from God in the New Testament Bible to do it. If we have been born again. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 3 for a moment. Hebrews chapter 3. Let's start at verse 7. Wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, God says, 
proved me and saw my works forty years. Wherefore I was grieved with that generation and said, They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways, says God. So I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. But exhort one another daily, exhort, urge earnestly by advice and warning. Exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast unto the end if you don't turn yourself into Antichrist. She said, you're right, she said, people had discouraged me. And she said, I just try to put it out of my mind and not think about it. And I said to her, three times, three times during that conversation, you said to me, it won't do any good to speak truth to them, for they won't follow it. Making yourself into Antichrist, the opposite of Christ. She didn't get angry with me. She didn't say anything. She showed no emotion at all, as if she were a dead person already. And I said, I have an awfully hard time crawling back from what you said, holding on to the Bible. For at least two weeks, I was crawling out of the pit made by your words, which were Antichrist. She didn't get angry. She didn't say anything. I said, you must speak the Bible. If you speak, when you speak, when the Holy Spirit reveals it to you by bringing it to your mind, you must share it. She did, I think, say, that's right. And then uh, she went on to say something terribly shocking. She said, for five years, Jerry and I attended a synagogue. That's a Jewish synagogue. They don't even believe Jesus is the Messiah. And she said, I learned more Bible at the synagogue than I ever learned at the Baptist church. That's Antichrist. Antichrist is speaking again through this woman. I can't find a church to go to because they all have so much evil in them. And the doctrines are so twisted from the things in the Bible. But I can hold on to the scripture, I think, I hope, I try to. We have to fight and hold on to the faith. Well, you're putting yourself 
possibly into going into a battleground Christmas Day or when you have your feast with unbelievers. You're walking into a fire and you don't even know it. This woman in two phone conversations showed she is Antichrist. And now I feel she's gone too far. I hope she can be saved. I don't know that she can be. But I do know this by speaking truth to her today. If I freed myself from her blood, because I spoke truth to her, I gave her an opportunity to see God, to see God working. At one point, she said, oh, my grandson's on the phone. I paid no attention to her. I just kept sharing things of God. And then she said, oh, my grandson's on the phone again. I said, would you rather hear your grandson speak and speak of the stuff you speak with your grandson or hear what God has done? She said, yes, but, and I hung up the phone. It's over. If she called me, I would speak to her. But it would be of God. I would speak to her of the evil that I heard coming from her. I would speak to her of this going to the synagogue for five years, denying Christ. She's already denied the Bible several times to me, and now she's denying Christ. Horrible stuff. You need to hear this. And now I'm going to continue with the original podcast that I recorded for you. The Holy Spirit of God brings to our mind those things God wants us to speak. Scriptures, things that God has done the past year in our lives. When we gather with family and friends for holidays such as Christmas, which, by the way, is not in the Bible. If you type Christmas into your Bible concordance, you will find there is no such thing. It's a man-made holiday, and it will produce the types of fleshly things that our flesh loves. And if you speak by your own flesh, not only can you sin, but you can lose severe rewards in heaven. So you better go into this feast with a great deal of thought, prayer, and concern. Let's read what the Apostle John said. He told us that if we 
participate in wishing them well when they're likely to be doing something opposite to the doctrine of Christ, then we risk losing reward in heaven and we also become partakers of their evil deeds. I am very cautious before I will say, well, I wish you well. I hope that goes well. Have a good day. I don't say those things unless I know that other person is someone who is seeking God and following the Spirit of God. You can probably not find a whole lot of people who are doing that. So you better be careful about wishing that son or daughter well. For you might end up losing reward in heaven, and you might end up partaking of that deed they're going to do in secret. Let's read what John says about this. Second John, start at verse 8. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him Godspeed. For he that biddeth him Godspeed is partaker of his evil deeds. Consider this scripture very prayerfully, asking God to give you wisdom. I will not be going to anyone's house during the Christmas holidays. I don't put myself into those positions even when I'm asked to do it. Because I know that most people are not of God. Secondly, I know Christmas is not even of God. Because it's not in the Bible for us to do this. It's a fleshly work of man. I just don't do it. We have to be so careful. I was almost destroyed in December 2023 because I picked up the telephone and called a high school classmate. Now, I'm 86. She's got to be at least 86. I went to the trouble of calling her house in another state 
I got no answer, and I got a recorded message that the phone was no longer connected. Did I give up? No. Did I pray? No. I just blindly called another person that I knew would have her phone number. And Shirley gave me her phone number. Turns out she's moved to Lubbock, Texas, which is where I moved from to Colorado Springs. She just almost destroyed me. She was raised Baptist, and I believe she would still consider herself Baptist. Yet, she has slipped away from many of the scriptures in the Bible. Scriptures that tell us, exhort one another daily, and even more when you see the day of the Lord approaching. That scripture's in Hebrews 10. Another scripture in Hebrews 3, exhort one another daily. Because there's so much sin going on, they might fall away from the truth of the Bible. So exhort them, warn them, speak things of God to them. Ephesians 4.29 Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace unto the hearers. There was a period of time when I spent at least a week or more every day trying to do this scripture. All those vain things that our flesh wants to say to the other person, eliminating them. Now, if you want to challenge, take this scripture and do it. That thing that you are about to speak to that other person, is it a worldly, secular happening that will not profit but will stir up their flesh? Or is it something that warns them, edifies them in a way of God, ministering grace unto the hearers? That's what we are supposed to speak. I find that if we speak by the Holy Spirit instead of by our own flesh, we will do this, verse 29. Because the Holy Spirit brings to our mind scriptures and subjects that need to be spoken. The way of God, showing them the way of God. Are you brave enough to speak that? Or do you think it is love to let the relative or friend go to hell? As most Christians today think. They don't understand what they're doing. But where are these people going to hear the truth? 
And even more important, or at least as important, is if you hold back and fail to share what the Holy Spirit wants you to share, you will grieve the Holy Spirit. Verse 30 says, And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. He speaks to you, and you must learn to yield yourself to what the Holy Spirit says. For there are great blessings contained in what he says. And grieve not the Holy Spirit of God, whereby ye are sealed unto the day of redemption. There are very few times that I have not yielded to the Holy Spirit. On one time, about two years ago, this same Baptist woman that almost destroyed me, her husband had died. They were married since high school. She was deeply grieved. I called her immediately and talked with her. And she said, oh, I can hardly wait to die and be with Jerry. I did not tell her this. There is no marriage in heaven. (laughs) That's what the Bible says. I just couldn't stand to do it at that moment. It's not very often that I will hold back something that I think is going to be received unpleasantly. It's not very often. It's not that I'm correcting the person. It's that the Holy Spirit has reminded me. There are times that I've talked to someone and come away and said, well, I didn't even think of telling them that. Well, on those times, I wasn't supposed to tell them that. But if the Holy Spirit brings something to my mind while I'm with another individual and I fail to share that, then I believe I'm at fault. But there's not often that I've done that. Just because they attend a church doesn't mean they know the truth of the Bible or God, as you do. If, while you're at that Christmas celebration, I believe you are responsible, as at all times you're responsible, to share that which is brought to your mind by the Holy Spirit. A scripture or a concept, either one. That puts a different light on these Christmas celebrations. For you have a big responsibility if you choose to go there. I was visiting with my favorite aunt several years ago, and the Holy Spirit brought to my mind the following. 
tell your aunt about being taken into heaven. Oh, I didn't want to do that. She was a Church of Christ member. They don't usually receive spiritual stories. They don't usually receive them very well. I didn't want to do that. But I knew it was the Holy Spirit. So I yielded myself to the Spirit of God. And I said, Aunt Artis, I want to tell you about just after I was born again, I want to tell you what happened. In the night while I was sleeping, I was transported in, into heaven. I was with God. I was with Christ. I was with the Holy Spirit. At that time, I was merged into Jesus Christ. I didn't see any type of body. It was strictly in the spirit. But I was made one with the word of God. God and the Holy Spirit witnessing. As I told her the story, I glanced at her face. And she had kind of a dreamy look on her face. It wasn't what I expected at all. And then I told her a few days later, the exact same thing happened to me again. When I quit speaking, my aunt said to me, something like that happened to me once, and it was all golden. I seriously doubt that she had ever told anybody that which had happened to her. But she told me, as a result of my having told her, being led by the Holy Spirit. When you yield to the Holy Spirit, they may hate you. Often they have hated me when I've told what God has done in my life. But usually when the Holy Spirit reminds me, I tell them. At one point in time, I was driving down the highway, and there was a pickup truck beside me, and we were both stopped at the signal light. And I looked at the truck, and in the back was obviously firewood for a fireplace. And I was thinking, oh, I wish I had a wood-burning fireplace at my house because I had gas logs. Instantly, the Holy Spirit brought this to my mind. You can have that. And I thought, well, I guess I could. I have a gas line into my fireplace so we could remove the gas logs, put in a log lighter, and I could have natural burning wood. That same day, I moved on that project and ordered the wood and bought the gas line and set it up for the fireplace store to come and remove the gas logs. A friend of mine with whom I 
played bridge. I don't play bridge anymore. She was my bridge partner, Catholic woman. She loved to come visit with me. She saw what I had done, and she said, oh, this is wonderful. This fireplace is wonderful. I said, well, now, I didn't do that. I didn't do that. God told me it was okay for me to make this change. At the Bridge Center, because I was playing bridge at that time, at the Bridge Center, I heard her speaking to some other bridge players. And she said, oh, let me tell you what Joan has done. She took her gas logs out of her fireplace and put wood-burning logs in there, and it's so nice. And I said, now, wait a minute. (laughs) I didn't do that. And I told them the story of seeing the pickup truck and hearing from the Spirit of God. Almost every person at the Bridge Center attended a church and claimed to be a Christian. They didn't like that story at all when I told what God had done. They would have loved it if it had been what I had done. These people weren't of God. They simply attended churches like Baptist, Presbyterian, Church of Christ, Catholic. But they weren't of God. They didn't delight in what God did. But they would have delighted in what the human did. Instinctively, we know when we are at a gathering, they're not likely to like the stories of what God has done in our life. They love the stories of what we have done. But yielding to the Holy Spirit is important. Speaking what He wants you to speak. I was baptized when I was 15 at a Church of Christ simply because I didn't want to go to hell, and I thought that was the way what you did to keep from going to hell. But I didn't have the Holy Spirit. I wasn't born again. I didn't even see myself as a sinner. So obviously nothing changed in my life. When I was approximately 37, 38, God spoke to me, and I was truly born again. After that, I was in Albuquerque, and my cousin picked me up at the plane. She's a longtime Church of Christ member, really all her life. She was taken there as a baby. And she was extremely suspicious of other people especially in religious ways, because they were taught that it was the only church. And so they had all these other people in their midst, and they were very suspicious of them. Just as the plane was landing, the Holy Spirit said, be baptized. That means immediately. So Jean picked me up, and I began talking about God and things of God, and I said, oh, by the way, if you can set it up this afternoon, I'll be baptized. And she said, but you've already been baptized. I said, yeah, but I wasn't born again at that time. 
and now God tells me to be baptized. She said, well, okay. As we drove along, I continued talking about God. I was just on fire for God. I had already been taken into heaven twice, and that really does something to you. And as we drove along, Jean said to me, Well, I believe you're a Christian. I just don't know how you can be. I just laughed. I wasn't led to tell her about being born again or anything. I just laughed when she said that. After I finished my business in Albuquerque, we went to the Church of Christ building, and I was really shocked to see about 15 of my relatives had gathered there at that Church of Christ building to witness my being baptized. I was even more shocked when the minister said to me, would you like to say anything? For they don't let women speak at the Church of Christ. And I said, well, I guess so. And I just began telling them about being born again. As I spoke those words, one of my cousins was shaking her head up and down. I knew she understood what I was saying. My uncle was crying. We went into the baptistry, and when the minister lowered me into the water, the Holy Spirit said, This is like being buried with Christ. When I came out of the water, the Holy Spirit said, this is like being raised with Christ. I dressed and went back down to the auditorium. My uncle came to me, and he still was had tears in his eyes. And he said to me, I have never heard anyone speak those words that you spoke today. When you get back to Dallas, where I lived, will you write those down and send them to me? I said, well, yeah, I guess I can. So I did. It was years later that God opened my eyes to see my uncle was born again as I spoke those words that day before I was baptized. When you follow the Holy Spirit, signs follow what you're doing. Jesus said that to his disciples. Mark chapter 16, verse 20. And they went forth and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word with signs following. Over and over I've had that happen. When you follow the Holy Spirit and you do what he says and say what he says, signs follow. This longtime Baptist woman said, it won't do any good 
to speak to them and correct them because they won't do it. I was almost destroyed by her. I had to be rebuilt with scriptures which tell us to speak the word, be instant, in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, correct, with long-suffering and all doctrine. For the time will come they won't follow the truth, but will heap to themselves teachers with itching ears who tell them what they want to hear. That scripture Paul spoke to Timothy is in Second Timothy chapter 4. Preach the word, be instant, in season, out of season. We preach the word when we share that which is brought to our mind by the Holy Spirit. You don't just preach the word to people who are saved. Most of the time, I am speaking to people who say they're Christians because I'm an apostle prophet and prophets are sent to the church to bring correction. So most of the time, I am dealing with people who go to some kind of church and I have to bring correction to them. But I believe each of us have the responsibility, if we call ourselves a Christian, the Holy Spirit lives in us if we call ourselves a Christian. Paul told us that in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. We are the temple of God, and the Spirit of God dwells in us. We have the responsibility to speak that which the Holy Spirit brings to our mind when we are with other people, not just when we are ministers, but if you are a member of the body of Christ, and have the Holy Spirit in you, and are born again of the Spirit of God. You're the same as I am in the sense that we have the responsibility to walk in the Spirit and speak that which the Holy Spirit brings to our mind. When we're with other people, whether they be churchgoers or strangers, if the Holy Spirit brings to your mind, the scripture, or the subject. You have the responsibility to speak that which the Holy Spirit brings. You need to know this if you're going to go to some kind of celebration set up by pagans, which, frankly, that's what Christmas is. Some worldly person thought it up. So please pray about what I've said to you today. Read these scriptures, especially Ephesians chapter 4, verses 29 and 30. Also, 
spend some time with Second John, where it says if you wish another person well and they go out and do evil, you become a partaker of the evil that they do in secret. And you risk losing reward in heaven. Thank you for allowing me to share this with you today.